0: Peace y'all. It's your girl Jessica Raquel aka Brown Sugar and we are back in the bakery for another episode of the season two creating oasis spaces of Brown Sugar Saturday the podcast. Let's get it! So in the first episode I introduced a meditation about um slow motion moments, right? And then I believe the second episode was um this first part of a three part series I'm calling the three tree philosophy, something I'm working on. Where basically we take three trees, we emulate them, their properties that we can use to just be better humans, healthier humans, uh, and create oasis spaces for ourselves through being present and being intentional with our actions, our thoughts, and our verbiage in the present and associated with the present. Word. So we spoke about the pine and all that that beautiful thing symbolizes. Now we're going to dive into the palm tree. For the sake of this episode, I want to be concise and just give it two properties. So we're going to embody the property of righteous thought, and the property of being prosperous as the palm tree. Let's start with righteous thought. So when I think of righteous thought, I'm sure I've mentioned this in other episodes, but I'm gonna mention it again. Lupe Fiasco, Food and Liquor, y'all already know, one of my favorite albums, hands down. And In the album, Lupe states, you know, you've got your food in this world, the stuff that feeds you, the stuff that's good for you, and you've got your liquor, the stuff that it takes from you and harms you. But it may be pleasurable, but it's still not good for you. So I take righteous thought as being food for thought, a radical version of optimism in a way, which is funny because I was watching an interview with James Baldwin and Nikki Giovanni, if you haven't seen it, man, email me at brownshickassette at gmail.com. I promise you I will send you a link to that interview. There were some points that, you know, I took with a little season and I didn't take all of it in, but for the most part, ah, man, I was digging it. So, Something I got from it was, you know, yes, we radicalize joy, but I think optimism is, is just as essential when it comes to breaking down a lot of these oppressive barriers. So when I think of righteous thought, I think of that being the extension of this radical form of optimism. True. And the base of righteous thought is finding the food, finding the nutrients out of just some shady, sheisty stuff. <laughs> like, And that's a superpower, if you ask me. If you can find something groovy out of all the funk, man, you're going to be all right. You you might just know how to live this life thing. Take your moments. Take those instances that you really want to just be goddamn upset and angry. And you want to destroy something. And find you just one iota, just one speck of nutrients. And I promise it'll make it worth it. My coworker even said something pretty, pretty cool. That kind of got me right mentally. And she said, it takes the body about eight to 12 hours to fully calm down and fully reset from being angry for five minutes, three to five minutes. Think about that. So you get mad ready. And this is me talking, speaking to myself. I be having road rage. I used to say it was road enthusiasm. But it's okay. I now understand that I I have moments of rage within my enthusiasm. And the only way to combat that is to instantly, excuse me, find that food. Find that food for thought, that righteous thought. Because if not, I'm carrying that junk. And I've had it where like I'll get home, my knees are locked up, my neck is to the point I can't even turn it my shoulders hurt and it's because I carry that anger in my shoulders I know I do I carry that stress in my back physically my stomach will be hurting sometimes when I get home like I've been holding my breath all day or something like that moment of anger I didn't realize how much of it I was carrying with me until it was time for me to lay on my bed and relax and I'm like damn I've got a lot of luggage with me. Like, I'm supposed to only have a carry-on. Damn it, if I ain't got three, four bags of 50-pound of stuff that I don't remember getting. But behold, I picked half this bullshit up at the gift shop. And I should have just left it there. So, <laughs> please don't take anything but a carry-on with you when you go to sleep tonight, okay? That's your reminder. So, that is point one. Emulating that symbol symbol of righteousness, having, maintaining food for thought, maintaining that radical optimism that allows you to see whatever small speck or large speck of nutrients can be found in your present trial, you know, in your present conflict. Boom. Now let's dive into part two. This second thought came to me. On my drive here to the hospital. I'm not going to the hospital, by the way. I just pulled over because my knee hurts and I I need a break. Um, but as I was driving over here, I was thinking about being in motion. And it dawned on me that God has created us so brilliantly that we are constantly evolving. We are ever-changing beings who are incapable of complacency. And I know there's this very common misconception that humans are capable of being stuck, but I'm here to reassure you and I'm here to affirm that that shit is false. You cannot be stuck. You can be moving very slowly. You can be moving in the wrong direction. (laughs) You may be moving with some baggage, baby, but I promise you, you are still in motion. And I hope that speaks to you. So I'm going to be jumping around, but I promise it's going to make sense. One of my favorite books is by Anna DeVere Smith. It's Letters to a Young Artist. And if y'all could see this book, I got it posted on the Brown Set it page. Because this thing is filled with color-coded tabs and post-its and brackets and highlighted stuff. And it looks like one of my scripts. Like you would think I was doing script analysis in that thing or something. And it's one of my favorite books. And one of the key points that I've taken away from it. Years later, still embodying it, will try to embody it, is procrastination is active avoidance. Procrastination is active avoidance. Which is very comforting to me. Because it makes me feel like, okay, so it's not like I've lost momentum. It's not like I've lost motion. I'm still moving. I'm still active. It's just rather me being in active pursuit of this thing, I'm in active avoidance. So then it doesn't doesn't become a question of am I capable? Do I have enough energy? Do I have enough resources? It's more so a question of when will I shift my focus or will I shift my focus? I think that's comforting. Find peace in that. Find peace in knowing that whatever it is that you are actively avoiding... You have the equipment to actively pursue it. It may take a little work. It may take a little critical thinking. It may take some digging for resources or mentorship, doing your research, going to the library, praying about it, meditating on it, changing your diet, whatever it is. But you have the resources already, the equipment already. It's just a matter of changing your focus. And what I dig about that is, Is that it's a perfect, again, indicator of this idea that we as human beings were created to be constantly in motion. All living things, all God created things on this earth are ever changing and ever evolving. If you think of the things that aren't capable of being decomposed, that aren't capable of changing themselves completely, they're man-made. Like one of my, my, my brother's girlfriends said, uh, Ain't that some shit that humans invented trash? And yo, what I tell you, what I tell you, I said, Ain't that about a bit? Because that's so true. We invented trash, that was our contribution. But when you think about like styrofoam or plastic or whatever else, these things that are supposed to last for a very long time and destroy our earth, they were all man made. Freaking love bugs! Them holes are everywhere. We cannot kill them. They're man-made. Well, that was a bad example. Okay, I'm, I might delete that. I might edit that out. But y'all get what I'm saying. These things that are incapable of change are man-made. All things created by God are capable and it's innate for them to be in motion and to be active. Which speaks to us having this prosperous essence to us prosperity doesn't doesn't just speak to financial gain and socioeconomic status and all this other superficial junk prosperity at its base is an abundance of something and we have an abundance of activity of action an abundance of focus an abundance of drive an abundance of creativity, an abundance of innovation. These are all things that we do not fall short of having. We are not deprived, which segues into a little side note. God is not the God of deprivation. So whenever you have something taken from you, whether it be a relationship or friendship, or maybe um, I'm not going to speak specifically to things that's being taken away from us, because I also know grieving is hard and mourning is hard. And that's its own thing that I don't feel necessarily called to speak on right now. And so I'm not. I'm going to use my tact and my sensitivity and I'm going to leave that alone. But in regards to, so for me, friendships are changing. Um, Relationships, but like not really, like dating is changing. Um, And I just, I don't know, I'm finding more so of what I want, what I don't want. Again, running back to the pine, I'm more aware. I have a firm, tenacious grip. Can you have a tenacious grip? No, but I have a firm grip on who I am at my core, at my trunk, and what I want and don't want, and what I tolerate and won't tolerate. And all of these things have come from just growing and being in motion and active. And even though it felt like sometimes, you know, like when I was living at home with my parents, I was like, damn, will I ever make it out? But even in me being home, still in motion. Didn't know how, but still was. Ideals were still forming. Seeds were still being planted and sown. Confidence was still being instilled. My gift, my craft was still being shaped within me. My purpose was still aligning before me. My name was being spoken into rooms before I'm getting there, before I get there in spaces before I get into those spaces or before I create those spaces, before I create those rooms. So I wanna pour that into you as you embody the palm tree, as you embody the essence of prosperity and know that you contain an abundance of whatever the heck you need. Well, I need energy. You have an abundance in you. And it isn't to say, so when I say there's an abundance within you, it's not me poo-pooing the fact that, yeah, but shit, we get tired. You damn right we get tired. Look, I'm tired right now. (laughs) I know sometimes it's easier said than done, but that's how it goes. It should be easier said than done because you have to first speak it before it happens. We talk about manifesting, manifesting, manifesting. That's a huge part of it. You have to speak whatever it is before you can do it. Before you can believe it. So embodying this prosperous essence. Is to embody an abundance of focus. An abundance of motion. Really is what I want to lean towards. An abundance of activity. An abundance of action. Which will always combat. This fear of getting stuck. Or being stuck. Or being too far gone. To start. Don't look at it as. I got to start. I got to start. But I have to continue. I I need to start eating right. No, I have to continue. Because you've already taken care of that first part of that action, which was to have the thought. You are already in action. You have already had the experiences that maybe you felt bad after eating something or you've had reactions to something and you just want to feel better or whatever it is. You want to achieve a certain goal. I don't know. But those experiences, within those experiences, though they were negative, they still impacted this shift and focus that you have. So now you are no longer actively avoiding eating healthier. Now you are in active pursuit. You are in motion. You are not about to start eating right. You are not about to start living right. You are going to continue it. That goes for chasing your dreams, starting your dreams, starting the business. You've already started it. You have the idea. You have the desire to. It is a continuation. And maybe that will show us how accessible a lot of these things are around us. I want to start uh, dating better. I don't know. I want to start setting standards for certain things. It's a continuation. That's the essence of the palm tree. First part, first property of embodying the palm tree. Is righteous thought finding the food and the foolish finding the nutrients and the bullshit taking it running with it that radical optimism in the present time is how you can create your oasis space in any situation that means that you have access to peace at any given moment you have access to a damn vacation even if you ain't got PTO think about it all right property number two embodying the essence of prosperity as the palm tree growing upward operating from the ether i got a rap that i and i shot a video for it too (laughs) and it's called uh Kosi's motto it's one of my favorite little raps sorry for the traffic i don't know if y'all can hear it but um the homie Kosi, a while back said some dope stuff and was like um i cypher funk straight from the ether and i don't know if i can quote it directly to them i just know they introduced that beautiful quote to me and i I took a piece of it and was like, huh, I'm going to include this in my rap. And so I did. So I I like to use the word ether a lot because it just feels good. And it just speaks to where I, I be pulling my stuff from. So as the palm tree, as this entity that embodies this beautiful abundance of motion, abundance of action, remember that in order to have that righteous thought, faith without works is what? Dead. Prosperity embodying the essence of prosperity is to embody an abundance of motion an abundance of action and activity, which negates any idea that you are complacent and you are stuck. You are always in motion. You are always evolving. You are always changing. Could you be going backwards or I won't even say backwards. Could you be going in maybe a direction that isn't aligned with you? Yes. It isn't to say that you can't shift focus, though. You still have the freedom to. But just know that you are not stuck. You are not at a standstill. Even when the Lord has you in a season of stillness, you are still in motion. You are actively present in that season of stillness. You are actively praying, meditating, maybe worrying in that season of stillness. Find peace in that. Find peace in knowing that you do not need to start. You've already started. It's a continuation. So if Brown Sugar said it, it must be word. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I know I'd be inconsistent with the postings and the publishings. And I'm trying to get better. I'm not going to start. I'm going to continue to get better. And I hope y'all do as well. Once again, if Brown Sugar said it, it must be word follow us in the bakery on instagram at brown sugar set it also hit me up by email brown sugar at gmail.com it's all love it's always all love stay up stay above it.